0: This season of Mom's in the Middle is brought to you by Lego Duplo. Support your toddler's
1: imagination. Is there even such a thing as saving mm-hmm. during the holidays? Mm-hmm. No, just be realistic. The idea that like you're going to be socking away a lot of extra cash at the most expensive time of year is unrealistic. It just means that if there's that extra cash that maybe you've been storing aside for like a rainy day, this is it's raining. It's the holidays.
0: is Moms in the Middle. It's a podcast for busy parents who need a little help keeping their hustle in check. My name is Ivanka Osmak and I have a two-year-old son named George. And I'm
2: Melanie Ng and I have a three-year-old son named Josh.
0: We all want to eat, drink, be merry during the holidays, of course, but I mean, eating, drinking and all that marrying, Mm -hmm. I know that's not a word, (laughs) but it adds up. All the gift giving, the donations, the parties, decorations, shopping, on and on and on. It can be a huge stress on the bank account, really? All I want for Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know that Mariah Carey song. All I want for Christmas is a small credit
2: card bill. All I want for Christmas is you. You. Thought you were going to say Mariah Carey, but yes, that, that too. Nice I also want that, right? <laughs> we know it adds up literally on top of all the stress, right? Holiday, no one wants to be a Grinch. You don't want to hold back. So how do you make it all happen? Are there ways to spend, shop, donate, maybe save? I don't know if that's possible, (laughs) but we are bringing in the big guns here. She is a certified financial planner, best-selling author, founder of the New School of Finance. You need to explain that a bit more for us, but Shannon Lee Simmons also happens to be a mom of two including a 6 week old and we're going to mention you can't see us here on the podcast but she has brought in <laughs> her 6 week old named Teddy and she is currently bouncing him as he's sleeping this woman knows how to balance a thing or two including balancing the books welcome
1: well, thank you for having me
0: let's get into it teddy's good <laughs> he's asleep. teddy's all about saving he wants to he wants to listen up to some of this okay so first of all does it actually exist you can um, a budget during the holidays is that possible
1: Yes, but I'm. I don't like the word budget. Sounds like diet. Okay. And I think that especially during the holidays, when there's all of that merrymaking and all of those expectations and guilt and excitement and all that stuff, um, setting too stringent of a budget can make you feel like a failure come January if it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. And January in my business is one of the like busiest times of year, but also the same complaints coming in all the time about people who are just like laden with guilt and feeling so bad about their overspending in the holidays. So yes, it's possible to not feel guilty in January. I think that's what I would like to say and spend within your means. How about that instead of the word budget? But how how do you
2: know what your means are? Because everyone wants to indulge a little bit over the holidays, right? So let's say X is your budget. You want to go X plus for the holidays. How much is X plus plus plus? When do you know where the limit is?
1: Right. Okay. So here's, here's like my rules of thumb. So number one, you had just someone, when, when any of you had said, is there even such a thing as saving mm-hmm. during the holidays? Mm-hmm. No, just be realistic. The idea that like you're going to be socking away a lot of extra cash at the most expensive time of year is unrealistic. So what I would say is give yourself a break. That doesn't mean that you're stopping your RRSP contributions. You're not stopping your retirement plan or your or extra mortgage payments. It just means that if there's that extra cash that maybe you've been storing aside for like a rainy day – this is, it's raining, it's the holidays. So Mm -hmm. it's time to maybe stop that one month worth of a contribution. If you have a hundred bucks going into like a save rainy day fund, you know, you can pull that into the family cash flow and use it so that you don't end up with credit card debt. So be kinder to yourself about the savings. The second thing I would say is, when do you know you've overspent or what's the budget or what's the limit before you really feel like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be in trouble in January. Like that's the thing. Obviously I should say, Zero debt ever. That's what I should say to you. I should look you in the eye and say, absolutely, don't use your credit card. Leave it at home during the holidays, all Mm -hmm. that stuff. And that's a helpful tip, but I've been on the front lines of financial planning for over a decade. (laughs) And I know that I can say all that stuff to the cows come home, but that's not how people work. And so here's what I would offer as another perspective or more realistic way to look at it. You want to think about, okay, in January... How much am I willing, because a lot of people do like dry January, they they really pull right. it in in January, so you're probably able to save a little bit more than normal. How much can I realistically pay off on my credit card um, in the first month or two? And I would say, that's how much debt I'm allowing you to go into in December. So you, any amount of debt on your credit card should be absolutely gone by February. And if it's an amount of money that you can't pay off comfortably in those two months, it's too much. So I'll give you an example with numbers just to drive mm-hmm. it home. Yeah. So let's say that your average, you know kind of saving or spending was like a thousand bucks. I'm just using round numbers. Sure. everybody's different. And you know that in January, maybe you're gonna pull it in a little bit because you'll go out less. you're gonna have dry January, whatever. Maybe you could you feel like you could comfortably reduce it to like eight hundred bucks, okay? Because mm-hmm. you still have to buy groceries, you still have to buy diapers, mm-hmm. all the things. okay. So then that means that there's two hundred dollars. That could go towards extra credit card debt for January and February, which means that you could probably have a little bit of a hangover of four hundred bucks, and keep it real and be kind to yourself Mm -hmm. and still pay it off within before tax season even really kicks off. Right? Yeah. So these numbers could be much bigger than four hundred or much smaller than four hundred, depending on your personal spending Mm -hmm. style. But I'm giving you permission to have a little bit of a hangover and not kick yourself for being bad with money. Because I think realistically, there are those times when we are going to overspend in the holidays. And as long as you're responsible about it on the other side, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to carry forward beyond that. It's just kind of knowing that limit beforehand.
0: It almost seems as though the holidays creep up. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. December's here. I oh, I didn't know that was coming. Uh, it happens every year. So I why know. are we always surprised by it? It's like winter and, tires. <gasps> yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. You think you don't need them. You always need them. Um, What about the only cash, only carry cash. Mm-hmm. And once it's gone, once it's out of your wallet or or drawer, because yep. I know I used to stash mine in envelopes in the drawer, and then once it's out, you can't spend any more. Is that ever I've,
1: an effective way? I think it's a great way, but I think that there's a lot of pre-work that has to happen before that works, right? So you have to know what that cash limit is before you actually head out to the mall or anything like that. And most people are shopping online these days, and I think that's one of our biggest issues is that like we can start buying things without, with frictionless payments. Like, you don't even have to bring out your credit card anymore. And then the boxes just start arriving. Yes, it's, you like, know, it's magic. It's like Christmas every day, right? <laughs> it's so yeah. dangerous. Dangerous. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I've already, I've started ordering
0: Christmas presents months ago right. just to get it out of the way. And now I've almost forgotten what I've ordered and yes. what's in the house. Yes. Which is, Uh-oh. I know, right? But also magic.
1: But also it very smart also of you for starting kind of early. Really. Because one of the other things I've noticed that really packs on the credit card debt, like above what I would say is like a reasonable limit is last minute uh, panic shopping, yes. right? You're just like, I need to get this person something. I don't know what I want to get them. I have to get them something. So it's going to be this thing that's so convenient right here, no matter the cost. And I can do it with a swipe of my finger and I don't even really need to leave the house or I don't even to think about it. That's when we really start to see that, like. Credit card debt mounting because there's not a lot of planning. So really, it all comes down to the pre-planning.
2: Okay, but how much can you pre-plan if you and your partner have different spending, the ways you see things? I want to spend a little bit more here, but they think, no, no, no. But I want to get my little guy this present, he thinks, no. So how do you meet in the middle? Should you use your joint bank account or perhaps you go solo for some things?
1: Oh, juicy, beefy question. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is, I mean, beyond holiday spending, that is a huge question, right? How do we decide how we spend our joint money versus what's individual money and joint money. So this is a great, I love it. Okay. So, (laughs) so number one, you have to have an honest and frank conversation about it early. So again, coming back to that pre-planning, like sometime in November, everybody should be sitting down and saying, okay, what's the plan? How much do we want to spend on, you know, you know, Bob, right? Um, And talking about it and where there are discrepancies, I would say that typically holiday money comes out of, Joint spending, if it's a joint family thing, but if, if one partner is buying for their friend and then this person and then this person, that's when it can get a bit dicey because it's not like a family member that you're, you're both aligned for. So you want to get really clear about who's joint money and who's not joint money and making sure that you're both agreeing on that and so that, that those rules are set free you before you even kind of start into that. And then the how much amount, that really comes down to saying, okay, we have our budget for Christmas or for the holidays is a thousand bucks. How do we, what's our biggest emotional return on investment for these gifts?
2: Ooh, so, emotional return on. Oh my gosh, you're getting depends. deep okay, on us. Yeah, here. Getting yeah,
1: super deep. <laughs> so maybe it's the hormones. I don't know. <laughs> um, so what I mean by emotional return on investment is that okay, it's not really about this person's worth twenty bucks. That's not the thing, right? Because let's say that you knit someone a scarf. It might have cost you ten dollars, but your love went into that. So mm-hmm. that's a huge emotional return on investment. Yeah. It's not about the ten dollars. So as you're kind of going through and making your list, so to speak, or like planning where you're going to spend the money for, having a conversation about like, okay, is it actually like, are we actually setting a budget as far as an amount of money goes? Like everybody, no present is more than $40. Well, that might not be the case because one person's present might be much more than that. One person might be $5 or $10, but it's the same emotional impact for that gift giving is still bringing you the same amount of joy. So really planning that together, and I think at that point we get away from setting those really harsh budgets like I'm talking about, that you were talking about. Like, nobody has a gift more than $25. Like, that is a harsh budget that's going to lead to failure because some gifts are going to go over that, right? Okay, I'm putting my hand up up
0: because I know Mel and I both do Secret Santas with our families. Mm -hmm. I do it with my family and then also with my in-law family, and we do put a budget
1: Secret Santa is different because it's not family um, spending as far as your entire budget. It's more like that's to make sure everybody's equal and that there's nobody that's like getting the, quote, best gift. And it's like very political that way. So I would say like excluding a secret gift giving kind of exercise within your family. (laughs) It's okay that you spend a little bit more on somebody and a little bit less on other people if they have the same emotional return on investment for you and for the person receiving that gift. Because it's not really about the dollar amount that's going on there. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. As long as I can still do it in my limit on Secret Santa, Yeah, you're good. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like a different—that's like more like—it's different. It's outside the family household spending piece, right? Okay.
0: This season of Moms in the Middle is brought to you by Lego Duplo. Playing with Lego Duplo inspires and supports your toddler's imagination, curiosity, and courage to conquer the world one little step and one big brick at a time. Learning through play
2: with Lego Duplo. Okay, what about, we all have are part of these loyalty programs, right? Yes. Uh, where there's rewards, there's points, everything you're gathering. Is this a good time to be using all of that, or should you be tallying it all up because you're spending already over the holidays and using those points come January when the bills are big?
1: Both, but okay. I would say what you want to be doing is all year, if you can save up your points for getting one of those, like, credit cards that are prepaid, you can use it anywhere. This is an amazing time to be cashing in your rewards to get gifts that are you're able to give to people That save you money. And then if you have a lot of credit card use during the holidays that you can use in January as well to help prepay some of the bill, that's just going to help you that much more. So I'd say both are there. The best way to do it is to not get into it in the first place. So use, in my opinion, use as much as you possibly can to offset the actual cost of the cash that's going out of your pockets. He's snoring. Can you hear him? <laughs> it's
2: awesome. He's Eddie. It's, it's, this is conversation. It's a yeah, great conversation, Eddie. Don't be bored. Yeah.
1: Don't. He's, a, <laughs> yes, exactly. he's a Virgo. He'll be fine. He'll be good with hey, money. I'm a Virgo too. No, no, no. <laughs> Virgos are great with money. That's why you wanted the limit. I see. Exactly. I get it. Okay, I hear
0: you. Okay. See, so we talked about with your partner, but there's also a way to talk to your kids about it. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know how young or how old they have to be, but how do you involve? children into the conversation of budget because they're probably going to get money from, you know, maybe the grandmas Mm -hmm. or grandpas, family members, um, and also a budget of, no, I can't buy you that
1: $500, you know, thingamajig or whatever it is. Yeah. So I think there's two ways to do this. So number one, there's the actual just like being, talking about money in the household as something that's not so taboo, I think is a really healthy and important thing. Um, And explaining to kids, not, not harshly, but, you know, if they want something that's ridiculously expensive having the freedom to say like, no, you know, we can't uh, we, we can't do that because we can't afford to or like we have to save up for that or that's a big purchase so that would take a long time. So teaching kids that there are some things that we can't have right away and it's because it costs a lot of money, not necessarily just you can't. And also being mindful, a lot of people don't like to say, oh, you know, I don't want my kid to know that we can't afford things because I don't want them to be worried but i think kids are resilient and i know that a lot of the people that i've talked to over the years who had open conversations with people in their household about money grew up knowing that money comes and money goes and sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not and instead of that harsh reality of later in life realizing like oh my gosh i am responsible for bills like oh my god like it was never something that was talked about it's a hard Mm -hmm. lesson to learn And I think that the actual practical tip I can give you as well is if you're trying to introduce your kid to money, one of the best ways to do that when they're young, I'd say like four or five, um, is having like three piggy banks. So You have one that's like for spending, one for saving, and one for for gi- giving away or donating. So if you get like um, $3, you put a dollar in each one, and then they get to, ch- so the one that's for spending, they get to do whatever they want with it. So you don't get to say, so if they want to spend, I mean, obviously without, if it's all candy, you can say like, you know to parcel yeah, it when well, you, you eat it. it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like if they want to save up that money and buy something with it, that's cool. If they want to blow it all every single week, that's cool because they also have that savings tab. And mm-hmm. then we can, you can show them how it works to like save up for something. So I know a, a lot of people will say, say, oh, you want that truck from the, the Toys R Us or something like that. Um, well, that's going to be like two weeks of like allowance, which is later on in life. Um, and then you can actually tally it on the wall and they can start to see it. That's when they get a bit older. But mm-hmm. I think the concept of like we save some, we spend some, and we give some away is an important concept that you can really instill from like five on. And then when the allowance years come, that's when you can really like drive home like money, mm, talking yeah. about it, saving up for it. How to do that smartly and then like especially chores related to it, I think is a really good way to say, like, hey, you work more, you get more money.
2: I, I love that you brought up the the whole idea of expectations, Ivanka, mm-hmm. too, because we you grew up with a family of uh how many? Three kids. Three yeah. kids, and we had four kids. And so, and I was the last one and the only girl, and I did not I to this day I know I wanted all these things and I made this beautiful wish list for my parents. Went like this. I hope Santa brings it to me. I hope my parents bring it to me. Never I never got that water baby. I'm gonna say, uh-huh. you know the water baby? Commercial? No, I don't even know it. It's you're my talking. water baby. Water Wiggles water and jiggles baby. and feels so real. My water baby can hold my hand, just like my baby can. Moves and jiggles and feels so real. It's my water baby.
0: See? Water baby I knew no. it.
2: I memorized it, Shannon. Left a mark. And it's not that I don't think my parents could afford it. I think they were trying to teach me something, because I got lots of other little things, but I never got the number one thing I always wanted. Uh-huh. It was always it, there was just something about it. So, I think it does kind of set into an expectation. Or you blame Santa. Santa said you were bad this year. Yeah. Mm. I'm That's just kidding. Don't do that. No, no, no. Don't do that. I have a question. Did you have an allowance growing up? No. Or did you get
0: paid for chores?
2: No. I, I just kind of asked for things here and there, but I never had a consistent. Yeah. And And I think... I don't know if it teaches you one way or the other. I just, I was forced to do things. I always just did the chores no matter what. I think it's like, you're living under this roof. You're doing it. (laughs) But there were times, you know, like I I did save away, which I like your three piggy bank idea because Mm -hmm. it kind of teaches them, okay, on the holidays, you're probably going to get a lot of cash from relatives. Mm -hmm. You cannot blow this all in one shebang. Right. Some of it's got to go here, here, here. So set that into place now. And that works definitely over the holidays because some people don't know what to get. The kids, and right? birthdays and birthdays, all that stuff, right? It all works. Okay, so set the expectations now
1: for the kiddos. I think so. And a lot of uh, times a really helpful thing that I know that my parents did this was that, you know, I celebrate Christmas. So Santa brought one gift. You get one gift. Ooh, Make it okay. count. So when I would sit on Santa's knee, I had my one gift. That doesn't mean that that's all I got at Christmas. Sure. But the other stuff came from people. And, or sometimes Rudolph, but like, really, <laughs> I know, That's I know. I know mom was like, well, you know, um, but like, I think that was great. So I didn't, I never actually made a list. So it wasn't like, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. It was like, this is the special gift that I'm going to get. Oh. And I remember that being, no, I didn't feel hard done by. I never felt like, because uh, I I got what I would want, but I had to think about what's the most, pri- what's the most precious and the highest priority gift. So that it wasn't just like, You know, so much stuff Mm -hmm. that I couldn't even enjoy because I was overwhelmed. And when I got older, I realized that she did that. And I was like, that was clever. So oh, will you carry that on? One hundo PLA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, again, that doesn't mean that the, the that there's only one present, but it means that there's only one special item. Okay. And right. I think that it's really cool to, to do that because you set expectations. And then also, if you do have that like piggy bank thing, then we also talk about donating and gifting at the time too for people who don't have as much, right? And mm-hmm. I think that that's an important lesson that kids need to learn.
0: I, I was just going to say, you know, sometimes I think we forget that the holidays aren't about spending, but they are giving. It goes back to that, you know, many years. Ago that's so lost every yes, year absolutely. on all of us. But yeah, how how important is it? You know, and you're, you're trying to save and you're trying not to go into debt in the new year, but to give back, even yeah. if it's only a loonie or teaching your children to go put it in the Salvation Army, you know, kettle or whatever it yeah, is.
1: Yeah, I think it's do do what you can when you can um during that period of time. And I do think it's an important even if it's like $5 or if it's $50 or $500, mm-hmm. whatever makes sense for you, I do think it's an important lesson just because it's not all about the rampant consumerism, right? Like, right. And I think that, that with all the advertising that comes at us and all the conversations that are happening at that time and a lot of this stress around the holidays is financial. Like it's about yes. the money, which is about the spending, which is about the stuff. And so if you can also make it in your home about stuff that's that's not about just the stuff and it's about other things like family time and all that kind of thing... It's easier on the parents at the end of the day because the expectations are going to be a little bit lower on, you know, just how many gifts are under the tree. And that's a very privileged thing to say because there's lots of people who don't even have that opportunity, mm-hmm. right? So I think, I think if you're in the situation where that's, that's a possibility in your household, then reminding everybody that it's not about that is really important. Or even giving
0: back, not even financially,
2: but also time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Time is very valuable too, right? Absolutely. Um, okay, Shannon, we've, we use this theory in almost every single episode— it's okay to say no over the holidays in every aspect, right? Like, it's yes. okay to say no what, what to the What about kids. FOMO, though? I don't know. Are you talking about parties, in too? lots of things. Maybe, yeah. maybe the party thing, you know you're going to spend X amount if you do this mm-hmm. or that. It's okay to say no. It's okay to say no to your kids. Maybe you won't get this. It's okay to say no to your partner and say, we cannot spend that on your aunt blank yes. this time, right? Because I know... You want to be, the, it's, it's the giving season and everything's supposed to be happy and nice. You also have to be realistic, right? Yeah,
1: I think that you just nailed it. It's, it's not only okay to say no, I think it's necessary to say no, to survive for everything, to some things. And it comes back to that emotional return on investment. So if you're looking at all the parties and all the things that you want to do, like, okay, I only have five weekends that I can do stuff. I have 10 events coming at me. Which ones am I going to go to? Well, which you prioritize those based on, okay, well, there's a set number of weekends. These are all happening on Saturdays. So I'm going to pick the ones that are the, the best for my family, or the best for me. So take that exact same philosophy and apply it to your money. So it's like, okay, well, there's a set amount of money and it's a set thing that we're doing. And I have to say no to some things and yes to others. So let's think about what's best for our family. And let's think about what's best for this person or this person or this person. And then we have to draw the line in the sand and I'm giving you permission to say no and not feel like a jerk because you know how if you're going down on a plane, you put the mask on first and then you help other people? Yeah. Okay, so we have to think about our money in kind of the same way. So you need to make sure that your your stuff is in line so you can actually have a, like an enjoyable holiday season because so many times if people are overspending, it leads to resentment, it leads to guilt mm-hmm. and frustration and that's not what you should be feeling. right? And other people are going to pick up on that, too. So if you have a healthy boundary with how much things you can say yes to, what you can actually spend to, you're going to have a better time. And that's going to, your family's going to have a better time. Everyone's going to have a better time because you're going to feel like you're way more in control and the mask is on, right? So yes. I think it's important to say no to some things and yes to others.
2: That's a good analogy.
1: Put on the mask. Yeah, exactly. First. Put it
0: on first. Yes, and then help others. Uh, or maybe that that wasn't your message. Uh, no,
1: no. With <laughs> with the, with the finance piece, you have to make sure that that you're financially safe before you. Otherwise, you're going to end up overspending on everybody else, and then you're going to be in, in a heap of trouble, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's that's more what I meant. Not necessarily the okay. donating piece. More about like the overspending and then winding up with credit card debt. So let's make sure that you don't have that first. That you're spending safely. Yep. Okay. And, and I, I
0: go. I want to go down this path and this applies, you know, 12 months a year, not just at the holiday season. Women in terms of finances and mm. knowing, I don't know if how to spend money or knowing about money. Um, I know I grew up where my mom did the bills. Yeah. She didn't work. Yeah. She stayed home with us, but she was in charge of, um, you know, the finances in our house. So I saw that and you know, I'm really, I get geeked up looking at my bank account every single day. Okay, Same that's here. Virgo. There you go. Yep. Um. So, but I don't know if a lot of women are, stereotypically, are women not as good at either saving or using their money? What's
1: I would say, I would say, actually, I find uh, the knowledge gap is, is really closing. Like, when I started, uh, even, like, 12 years ago, I I did notice a difference, especially with the older generations. Mm -hmm. Um, But with younger generations and with modern technology and all the free internet information, I find that the literacy gap is is closing uh, most times. But what I do notice is that um, women tend to worry more about money (laughs) than men. Uh, There's a confidence thing about it all working out. And so I'll give you a classic example. I had one client who's very young. She's single. Um, and she rents right now, and she's already worried—she's 25— she's already worried about RESPs for her kids that don't even need—she's single, right? But she's already thinking about it, and I think it has something to do with the fact that for a lot of women, if you do want a family, time out of the labor force is a huge factor of your career and your mm-hmm. success, the, the, all the guilt that comes with that, all the fear that comes with that. Um, typically speaking, we are the primary caregivers, or we're doing a lot of the emotional labor at home, and then, like, in the domestic labor. And second of all, if we have an aging parent, typically we step into that role. So I think that when you're looking at the horizon of your career and our income and our earning potential is our greatest asset and our trajectory looks a lot more up and down or potentially up and down than maybe what a man's would look like. So so I think that is what instills a lack of confidence. Like, can I get all of this done if I do this, if this happens, if this mm-hmm. happens, if this happens. And that's where I think that the confidence kind of comes in, or, or at least the worry and the stress about the future of money. That's what I find for women. It's not necessarily a literacy problem. It's a it's a income gap, family gap. Seeing that earnings potential down the road, that now I'm scared today for what might happen 15 years from just now. Just not in my we, head because you are speaking yeah, yeah, yeah. In my language. We carry so much, don't so we? So much. We carry, uh, you
2: literally are carrying so yeah. much. But we <laughs> are carrying things here. But
0: it's funny when you say about the men don't usually care because I that's exactly how my husband and I are. He's not. I'm sure he does care about money. Well, oh, they and care we worry, for sure, but we just show it in different ways. And I get very excited, very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I've read the Latte Factor book and I've, I I know all about that stuff. And he's like, we're fine. We're fine. And I'm like, well, we don't have this. and da, da, da. But yeah, no, that's you're, That's exactly <laughs> me. You're described to a t- I find
1: women are questioning more. I'm um, mm-hmm. like they're even if they know everything, they want someone to validate that it's like they, that's a lot of yes. my clients are completely savvy and wonderful with money. But they just want me to say, yes, it's going to be okay yeah. and just keep doing X, Y, Z. And and they're like, great. And then at night they're like, <laughs> I know that I'm okay. And yeah. it's that confidence that I can help to instill. It's not even about teaching them what an RSP is. Yes, no, of course, totally. there's, that, that, there's that for some people, but that's not what I would say is the overarching theme. Okay, Shannon, I
2: think we are going to be okay with your tips over the holidays. Okay, so recap, here are the things. Mm-hmm. Jump in if we don't get any of these okay. tips in there planning key. Now, now, Start early. Start early. Know your limits. Live within it. No, what? what? Spend within (laughs) it. That is is someone's, (laughs) right? It is. Know your your limits. Spend within it. Be okay that you're going to go a little bit over. Be realistic with it. Be realistic. Okay. Be realistic
1: and have fun. Say no when you can, when you need to. Right. And use those credit card points if you've got them for the Mm -hmm. free stuff. And my last and final tip for everybody is if you're listening to this, start putting a little bit of money aside in January. So that even twenty five bucks a month, so that come December you've got a little stash of mad money, mm-hmm. so you don't have to be stressed about it again. Smart, All good it stuff. Is coming, smart. Shannon, Teddy, you were a delight. A doll, thank so you. So proud of him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks so much for coming. Appreciate it. Thanks for having
2: it. me. He was great. Oh, here's a little like little I know snoring. he's like grunting. <laughs>
0: Okay, Mel, there was a lot to take take in, a lot to digest of what Shannon said.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What's your number one takeaway?
2: Okay, so I'm going to look through my very, very thick wallet because in there, I know are at least five <laughs> gift cards, no joke. Uh, so I'm going to use all of those and buy presents with them, not give those as presents because that would just be <laughs> weird because someone would say, what is with this worn out gift card? But I'm going to buy presents there and then look to all my loyalty programs because I know I'm part of a gajillion of them. Mm-hmm start there and then look to my actual bank account because you know that's it's pretty it's pretty empty right now so <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's that I'm- I'm impressed that you think you have that many gift cards. I You probably
2: do, because I'm the type of person that gets it and Mm -hmm. spends it right away. I save them for a rainy day, and I just forget that it's always raining. Yeah. You know, I just, oh, I'll just bank this one. And the good news is that they don't really expire, right? So that's why you feel like you have a lifetime on them. But anyway, that's what I'm going to do. Okay. Um, Advice from Shannon. What's good? I really liked what she said, uh, what the
0: kids should do about having three different buckets or three different piggy banks for save you know giving and spending or on whatever i think that's that's how she categorized them but george is too young to do that right now and he doesn't need more than one piggy bank so i'm going to apply that advice to me and um and i can even do that in my my piggy banks can be my bank account at my bank and so i'm going to do that and every month i'm going to save a little bit more but then i'm also not going to feel guilty if i want to splurge mm-hmm. a little bit um so I'll put that much away, and then also uh, I think that'll that'll help me give back as well. And this is something I'm going to take with me throughout the year, not just at the holidays. Forget the piggy bank. I mean, yeah. forget the bank bank.
2: I'm getting you piggy banks piggy for banks. Christmas. Three. I hold them different big. <laughs> 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 Can we get it there? That's great. It's adorable.
0: This season of Moms in the Middle is brought to you by Lego Duplo.
2: Support your toddler's imagination. As always, thank you so much for listening. We love it. We love hearing from you as well. So just make sure you rate and review. You can make sure you do that on your app. For more about Moms in the Middle, you can find us at Frequency Pods. Or
0: we are on Instagram at Moms in the Middle Podcast. We always love your feedback, love your
2: comments. And of course, we love it when you like us. Yes, we love you. We also love this girl, Stephanie Phillips. This show produced by the one and only Steph Phillips and presented to you by Frequency Podcast Network.